Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Welcome to Friend Zone 104. Can you even believe it, Guy Montgomery? We made it to 104. I know this. A lot of people say 100 is a milestone, but Tim and I know better. We've always said if you get to 104, you're doing something. Do Not you know right. How many, Not like, good. <laughs> Not well, but you're doing something. What are you going to say? That is the tag of this podcast. Um, <laughs> if you can't tell, Guy and I are talking over each other slightly because we're um, excited we're apart. <laughs> we finish each other's sandwiches. Excited. <laughs> um, how many things have we like record? Like podcast things have we recorded and put out? I'm trying to do the math. So it's like over 100 friend zones now. Each season's got probably on average about Each, each season better than the last. Uh, Tim, I'll tell I'm you the answer to that question. We've recorded... Times four plus 100. And then some other stuff like overlooked and undercooked. undercooked. How, how many of those do you reckon we've done? We've done 16 that are Six, out in the world. 16 of those. We have, we have actually got another exciting spin-off of Overlooked and Undercooked. Uh, waiting in the wings. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are we looking at, buddy? Well, like, I don't know. Just, this is very rough, but it's somewhere in the in the region of 330. Mm. North of that. It's north of that. Mm. Something. We should figure out when 420 is and make a big deal of it because we are children. Yes. 320 is great. That's one for every day of the year. Minus, give or take, 100 days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, how are you? Yeah, look, I'm all right, mate. I'm uh, I'm actually down at my folks' place in uh, Arrowtown, New Zealand. I am enjoying the freedoms afforded to we New Zealanders after the second lockdown that was taking place in Auckland. Recharging my batteries. Can you imagine this? I've done so many outdoor activities. I've been going for some big runs. I've spent a day skiing up a Love mountain. That. You put cool. a f- put a couple of fucking planks on your feet and you just roll down a hill. Amazing. 
I've uh, I've even entertained my father insofar as I went and played golf with him, which How is that? how'd you do? I was okay. The challenge is not really the golf. It's more yes. like keeping a healthy mental headspace throughout the experience of playing. Why and was he, that difficult? You're uh, outside, because you're with your papa, you're walking that's around. True, true. But it is a, an immensely frustrating sport and one that I have no reason to expect to be good at, but still demand of myself that I'm good at. And he um, cannot help himself. Here's a man who, when he taught me how to do maths, he would say no you do it like this and then take the the homework and solve the equation and then give it back to me and say how can you not see this and so with golf he sort of very helpfully i think in his own mind helpfully offers a lot of advice uh and it's like it's just too much data sometimes anyway i've been for a big bike ride with my sister i am just i'm really um i feel like i'm coming back to earth I've I've said it on the podcast. I've said it to you, and I'm sure that a lot of people are, uh, around the the world listening along have had a similar experience. I have found this to be a mentally exhausting and challenging year, and so it feels good to have even one hand back on the trophy of normalcy. Yeah, it's a nice relief. Line. How are you, you doing, buddy? It, mate. <clears throat> I'm doing just fine, surrounded by junk, exactly where I want to be in my <laughs> studio. I've got a can of solvents sitting on the table, waiting for me to do some. <laughs> Uh, sound paneling in here what else we got we got a little mirror that i stole out of the bathroom i'm playing trumpet guy which i'm not sure if i've brought up on the uh the friend zone you're playing quite a lot of trumpet um i'm not i'm not going very well at it but i am enjoying the challenge of learning that is healthy in my early 30s the hardest thing about like being you know when you're when you're younger you can turn your hand to anything and you've got the time and like sort of the it's so it's socially expected that you're not good at it and it's also socially acceptable that you'll battle through that period like the hardest thing about being adult and picking up new habits is living with yourself being not good at them like it is hard to cultivate that self-discipline and patience it's so good for you though i exactly and it is awesome it's just it's just the practice of it it's just about grabbing something that you cannot do and going i'm gonna just keep bashing my head against this a little bit until things change it's like speaking of the snow thing i went snowboarding for the first time in my damn life a couple months ago that's hard yakka everyone told me not to do it they were like tim you've got one day on the mountain it would be a stupid idea to pursue snowboarding that's what you do if you've got like a week so that you can actually you know learn yeah and use it you want to go skiing because it's a little the learning curve isn't as steep and i said to those people snowboarding looks kind of fun and i'm an idiot so i did that and uh, it was fucking hard but i got there in the end you just if you had if you had your, t- your if you had your time over would you go snowboarding again yeah definitely yeah big time i don't think i'll ever go again it's like jumping out of an airplane i went skydiving once i will never repeat that activity have you been skydiving yeah I don't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, my ex-girlfriend Rachel bought it for my birthday. It's a very cool present and um, very unexpected. And it would, I remember it so vividly. I was like real excited about it. it you know, it was months away. Um, 
Looking forward to it, looking forward to it, looking forward to it. Day comes, looking forward to it, driving out, fucking excited. Get there, get the briefing, all good, get the harness on. Fuck, this is exciting. And then got on the plane, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And then we're going up in the air, and the planes are ti- I don't like tiny planes. We're going up in the air in one of the little planes. And you're just kind of like, from memory, you're kind of perched on like a... um like a beam in the middle. There's about 10 of you there um, with your instructor strapped to you. And uh, that was, that. it was just like, it, I was totally fine because I hadn't really put myself mentally to the point of where you need to jump out of the plane until I was on the plane and in the sky, which is probably the way to do it. Um, fun and something I will never repeat. I have never been more scared in my life. I love that. I want to do that. You should. Yeah, I've been bungee jumping. Have you done that? I've never been bungee jumping. Nah, I keep I keep hearing this is this is the risk of it is probably overblown. But I have heard that you can like detach your retinas. Bungee jumping. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get hit by a car when you step outside of your house. Yes, legend. Yes, I am a legend. Jackson writes, Kiora, Guy Halifax, Alexander, The Flash, Chadwick, Bloomington, Montgomery, Junior, the Third, and Tim. I'm writing to you boys in the hopes of making... Got him. I think he got me, and then he also got you a little bit. It gets even better. Uh, I, the hopes of making the cut for the 100th friend zone. Uh, so, <laughs> communique dated June 26. Well, I, the writer will be pleased to hear that this is, in fact, a more significant milestone to us. So, our sincere congratulations on that. I'd like to say I've been a long-time listener of the podcast, but I couldn't lie to you, good bloody boys. I've been a fan of both of you, of both of you, for a few years. After watching you live at an impressionable age and having seen some of your stand-up shows, I always felt like jumping on board to a podcast would be such a big commitment, especially when I saw how many seasons you boys had done. So I dipped my toes in the water by listening to the Week with Cats 2019 special, and fuck, it was a good time. So I said, "Fuck it," and dived right in. Five months later. And I'm up to the tail end of season four. You boys helped Whoa. keep up morale during lockdown. And even as I work sanitizing door handles across a movie studio for 11 hours of the day, five days a week, won't name the production for NDA reasons and wanting to protect what will hopefully be a career in the industry, lol. But I digress. Just wanted to say that you two bloody top Kiwi blokes and YouTube were damn fools for not picking up your pilot. That was some of the greatest television I've ever seen. On par with shows like Nathan For You. I'm touched. I finished writing my first feature in lockdown and started another one with a role for each of you in either film respectively. I'm sorry to say I'm not a Patreon supporter, but I just copped a t-shirt and we'll be seeing you both perform stand-up in the mighty capital city of Wellington next month. Hmm. It didn't happen. June, (laughs) July. Oh, no, it did. Maybe independently. I did a show with Rose and I think you went down and hosted a show. I think it got cancelled, my one. Um, sorry for the long one, boys. Live every moment, love every day. Please bro me, even though you don't know me. Jackson, who... Oh, yeah, no, I know Jackson. I did meet this guy. Say my name and please call me a real piece of shit. Jackson, you ever-loving piece of shit. Nice. Fuck him up, bro. Um, I think I met Jackson in Auckland, though. I'm getting... I love that. I love I love cats being an entry point to someone who says, yes... You know, like it's it is a it's a fantastic distillation of what you're you're really strapping in for the full immersive experience of. 
how do you feel about this guy? Because I, I feel like this is a good marrying of what we were talking about before. We've got hundreds of episodes of the podcast. That looks... I wouldn't want to engage with that. If I saw that, if I knocked yeah. on the door, it's like, hi, who's home? And they were like 350 episodes. I'd be like, wrong house. I'm so sorry. I'm off down the street. Do you like that, that it creates an, a bit of exclusivity? Or do you hate that, that it's limited? I hate, I hate that. Like, as someone who's mentally tries to be organized and, you know, like, just in my own head, I want everything to be in the corresponding, you know, manila folder and the corresponding cabinet cabinetry or whatever like i find it very unwieldy to think of 350 episodes spanning multiple seasons and mini projects and it's like it's very difficult to download and listen to like you know ui is everything and so i find that challenging but it does make the achievement more commendable especially if you're entering it at this point from the back end and being like i can go back to the beginning i can organize this yeah um i mean i admire i love it but yeah it is part of the charm and appeal, I think, of putting out mini projects is like it does give people an opportunity to to engage with the entirety, you know, like if you're a completionist, to engage with the entirety of a project in a way that is not like prohibitively time consuming. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. If it people, people want to listen to it, and they what can. It is, is two Kiwi battlers watching <laughs> Still uh, battling the same it movie out over and over again. Uh, this one's from the 16th of August, 2020, Tim. So, aka two months ahead of you. So, during lockdown, I have no idea, but I remember the Vice article about your podcast and forwarded to someone. I'd look on Spotify and found it, and in the past two weeks, I live alone, I've got up to episode 38. At a party tonight, we took it in turns for the Orcs, and I requested the REO Speedwagon song. I realized <laughs> I'd listened to a 30-second snippet 76 times in the past two weeks, but never the full song. The chorus makes me extremely happy. Also, I think maybe episode 36-ish, someone said they, start, they started thinking in a New Zealand accent. That's been happening for about a week and a half already. Well done, guys. I'm forcing my new... This sounds dangerous. I'm forcing my new girlfriend of two months. I just told I loved to listen to an episode tomorrow morning. Gonna be great, I hope, from David. We have got to check in with how that went for our boy, David. David, we demand an update and we demand to anyone else watching that you do not endanger your relationship by uh, by doing that. Podcasts are not worth throwing. I mean, I don't know about the relationships people have to podcasts, but it's not worth jeopardizing new love for. Although new love is like so, I guess all love is forgiving, but new love is like, you know, long, you, you run towards you everything. Woman? Two months? We've been podcasting for six years. This is significant. <laughs> Boys before love. What rhymes with love that could mean podcast? Glove. Glove before love. Okay. Can I tell you this? This might be a... This is, I don't know if there's anything. I actually wrote this as a joke in an animated show idea I had. But uh, it's someone in a car. They're getting out of their car and they go to put like their phone in the glove box. And they open up the glove box and just like hundreds of different gloves come pouring out of the box. <laughs> I like that. It only occurred to me like two years ago that it's called a glove box because you put driving gloves in there back know. in the day. I, I, was, I never like thought about it. It's so crazy. <laughs> hey, do you remember Cody Forks who does very good Yeah, he does really great. He did that fantastic TWIOAT sort of Easter egg-laden three-season retrospective poster. You've got a good memory. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, Tim and Guy. I'm writing this almost an hour into the broadcast of the 100th Friend Zone. Let's see if you boys catch up to this one. Just wanted to thank you, good boys, for all the laughs over the years. Just to share my most memorable podcast experience, you reached out to me at the end of season four about using some fan art of mine as a poster on the US tour. It was truly humbling. It was truly humbling and inspired me to book some last-minute tickets to fly, fly clear across the continent to see the final show with Matt Gawley in Los Angeles, California. Quite a feat to achieve three weeks before the show date, when, as it turns out, my passport was expired and my birth certificate nowhere to be found. Regardless, I made it and dragged along a friend who had never even listened to the party before. One of the best trips of my life and a hilarious show. Again, thank you, fellas, very much for the good laughs and your terrible choices from Cody. I have two things to say about that. Well, three things. First of all, Cody, thank you. I love you. I remember the art. You are an absolute champion. I can't believe the commitment you showed. Secondly, I have still, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, a disposable camera of that trip sitting in my desk drawer waiting to be developed. That is a treasure trove. I'm so excited. I actually got a, a different role of disposable film processed not long before the second lockdown in Auckland. So... I'm looking forward to taking that to the same place, getting them printed. You get the digital on file and the hard copy. It's going to be great. Fuck yeah. Third of all, that show, which was at Nerd, <laughs> which was at Nerd Melt, a now defunct venue, I was so fucking bashed for. I remember you, being like having a few sort of powerful IPAs and then going to pick up some more beer, maybe like one beer or something, go to pick up more beers from a liquor store after we'd sort of done the setup and we knew the venue and we were familiar. 
and someone had either given us or we'd bought some incredibly powerful weed. And I remember like having one long drag on the way there and coming back and just my eyes were rolling all around <laughs> inside of my head. I remember even though Matt was a guest on the podcast and it was the last episode of the season, in my mind's eye, all I had to do was be a disruptor. And I'm like, it's such a stupid thing to think and do. But I just have such not vivid memories of the actual experience, but, you know, like sort of me coming in and out of contributing. And You were messy. You yeah, were, I was messy a messy the word. show. I remember that one being fucking hectic. It was I'm a sure really chaotic vibe in it, the room. It falls and, into that classic live podcast experience of being phenomenal in the room because it's electric in there and then awful to listen back to. Yeah, I, I really, I remember that show quite vividly. Not sort of all the content of what was talked about, but just the way I felt. And I was like, man, I don't know if this one was anything. I think it was, but I always I do. So. I The thing is, like, the beauty of the premise is that whatever state we arrive at an episode for totally. is, per- is permissible. Fine. But when the people have flown from the East Coast to come to California to see us, you want to put on a show. no. You do, but you don't want to. You don't want to change the trajectory of the art. Cassidy Wright. Oh no, hey. no! Fuck oh. you! It's my turn. Oh, sorry, it is too. Big fun. Sorry for swearing. August 19, twenty twenty. Hello, my friends. Leapt to my key. Happy birthday. Leapt to my keyboard upon hearing Tim's explanation of anamorphic lenses. Emmanuel Ep two. Fun little bit of historical pretext, the optical technology was originally developed as a tool to allow tank gunners a wider field of view through a periscope. Whoa. As film tools, they're lenses that pack a wider image into a 16-9 image, which then needs to be de-squeezed into a wider aspect ratio. Aside from the wider aspect ratio, one of the most attractive features of anamorphic lenses is the beautiful oval bokeh out-of-focus highlights that the squeezing effect creates. Hopefully, this little nugget of information was of interest to you good boys. Loving the fresh content. Stay groovy, lads. And that is from Ben. Ben, thank you. That rules. Knows his shit. I love that history. I like it when things that were weapons become things that aren't weapons. That's my favorite. I like it when things that weren't weapons become weapons. Uh, We're different in that way, aren't we, Guy? Yeah. I've got a long one, so why don't you do a couple? Because I just had a long one too. Okay. At your insistence. August 21, 2020. Hey, Tim and Guy. I was out enjoying a socially distanced drink with a friend in London when we bumped into a work colleague of hers from your very own New Zealand. She was describing her experience of being in Auckland for lockdown, and I then told her that I had a micro insight to her experience through the Frosty Fellas. I found myself weirdly knowledgeable when hearing about areas and locations that I'd never been to and had to explain that it was through listening to yourselves for so many years. The idea that someone in London would have been listening to two Kiwis for this time certainly made her chuckle. She asked who you were and upon revealing your names, she said, Oh yeah, I've heard of Guy. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) She went on to explain how you were one of the scenesters. The trendy cool kids, I can only presume? This in turn made me chuckle. (laughs) In one tangent of conversation, she said, I bet one of them has lived in one of the leakies, whatever that means. I have no idea. Please explain. Some kind of hipster apartments. After lengthy describing defending, she wasn't actually put off the potty. In fact, I think I may have increased your homegrown quota by one. Keep up the good work. Say my name, Harry from Brighton. G'day, Harry. I don't know what the leakies are specifically, but they may well be like... 
a home? central city apartment, or it could just be any of our houses. Yeah. We had a specific scandal here. We can't build houses in New Zealand. It's a, it's, we do a lot of things good. We can play rugby. Um, we can cook a snag on a barbie. But one thing we can't do is build houses that repel water very well. Yeah. It's, it's become a bit of an issue over the years. A never-ending crisis. Very damp. Very damp place. Because a leak sounds so minor. Yeah. But it's really not. Um, <clears throat> Cassidy writes, Hey, Timbo and Guy Guy. I have been an on and off listener of the pod since the first season. Unfortunately, I've not been able to hashtag pay the boys as my journey through the hallowed halls of higher education has taken some, let's call them awkward twists and turns. I'm a journalist in Canada living in the northern part of my province, meaning I've been able to dive feet first into the pod. It's an eight to nine hour drive back to my hometown and you two make that journey a breeze. 20 episodes of the pod and I'm good for the journey there and back. Fuck me. 20 <laughs> 20 episodes of us. I can't, I, yeah, it's, I just think about it though, like shotgunning it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. You should do it, guy. You never have listened to the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to associate myself with that <laughs> claptrap. <laughs> I'm working to get a raise so I can join the Patreon and unlock the treasure trove of content behind the paywall, which as <laughs> That is state, exactly why you get a raise. I respect and... <laughs> I respect and admire. I can only imagine what great stuff will be revealed once I unlock that wall. Now, I'm going to just hit pause on the email. To be honest, and correct me if I'm wrong, Guy, there's like there's video content on there, which is mainly like just some, some, some video records of us doing the friend zones. But I think like periodically I'll use not all, but a lot of the Patreon content to fill in some gaps later if we're going you, through a tricky time. You, I, it, it, Yeah, upon the first New Zealand lockdown, the the floodgates were open from the Patreon pals the in terms of made. the... Yeah, yeah. But, but we, we there do, is... Yeah, there is now an ex... A oh, new podcast called Trill, uh, Killionaire where we're going to... Um, it's a fundraiser for Jeff Bezos. So we can murder him. Wow. It's, at this point, it's a fundraiser for Jeff Bezos. And can I say, because of us or not because of us, currently it's going very well. Jeff Bezos is certainly raising some funds. I'm working to get a raise. So, oh, yeah, sorry. that's uh, I read that already. Anyways, I want to tell you how recent efforts to pay the boys in my own way were thwarted. Every year at my paper, we publish it. Can, I'm going to pause it again. If you're in journalism, don't pay us anything. That is such an important job that is currently in my experience, paid so poorly. Mm. You're golden. Um, we publish a tourism guide for our area. It goes out to business and bigger centres in my province. This year, I wrote a piece about how enjoyable and scenic the drive to Canada's north can be. In it, I gave out podcast recommendations and dropped one for you boys. Game changer. Unfortunately, my editor cut out that part. I assume because when he asked me for podcast recommendations, I referenced you boys and he has not asked me for any recommendations since. I guess not everyone is cut for listening to the project in a similar vein. Uh, sorry, cut out for listening to the project in a similar vein to watching the same movie every week for a year. It just isn't for everyone either. I'd invite you boys to the Canadian wilderness. But by the time this reaches you, who knows where I'll be at. The media production world is a harsh mistress right now. Feel free to say my name or don't. I'm not your mother. Cassidy, I'm a man. By the way, P.S. 
if you are ever thinking about taking a long look at straight to sci-fi channel monster horror flicks i can give you a few to start out with it's a genre i genuinely love uh, but has led me to watch what i can confidently say is the worst movie in existence or to have another film in the genre um somehow pass it i'd have to know what that movie is how do you feel about being associated with bad cinema um like how do you mean (laughs) Well, like, if someone watches a bad movie and they know that we exist, or if someone sort of comes up against a movie that is objectionable or bad... I love it for the same reason that I still have my Twitter handle as Tim, quote, eat my piss bat. Because it means that I can never, ever get too big for my boots. It is a fantastic crushing glass ceiling, which I can never escape. And I like that. This eat, eat my piss is, is your glass ceiling. Well, it's like whenever I'm tweeting, because I, I often tweet somewhat earnest political musings, and it's just such a good um, tonic for that to kind of yeah. come through it and be like, well, I can't be taken too seriously because my name is Tim Eat My Piss Bat. And eat your piss, I shall. How do you feel about it? I mean, yeah, I feel okay. I'm just like, people, I very rarely do I get recommended things that I will enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I just find that interesting. It's like the traditional role of a recommendation is, oh, this. But all of the recommendations I receive (laughs) or solicited are usually like, oh, man, this is awful. (laughs) You got to see see this. It's fucking terrible. And I I just feel oddly about it. Fair enough. September 6, 2020. Tim and all all those listening, this is the last piece of correspondence on the worst idea of all time Facebook page. Certainly not the email though. Not the email, but with respect to Facebook, we've cleared the decks. I would love that not to be the case. So if you want to message us on the Facebook, it's a go-to source for these friend zones. We're the worst idea of all time. Send a message. This one reads as follows. Hi, Timbo and Guy. I recently realized that I confused Steve Buscemi and Jeff Goldblum, and I'm sincerely rattled. (laughs) I might need to re-listen to season one. I also had the horrifying realization that I may have said the sentence, Steve Buscemi is my style icon, to another human being. That rules. I meant Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Well, thanks for the podcast. And that's all. Man, Steve Buscemi can be your style icon. I'm going to Google image him, see what he's wearing. Uh, by all accounts, I, I, I reckon the Steve Buscemi guy is a, is a good egg. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, like, modest. He's in, some, he's in some photo shoots where he's wearing a really cool cream white suit. I love that. He knows what's good. Oh, Last one I'm going to read Go ahead. from a friend of ours on Twitter, but it's been emailed. Dear friend zone, let me be the first to congratulate you on arriving here in the present. In this email dated 30th of June. You chose the worst fucking time to get here, but welcome nonetheless. Let me show you around. Give you a bit of a tour, if you will. If you were looking for the pandemic, you will find it just about anywhere you look. Large <laughs> concentrations of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Large concentrations of it are in the America right now. Murder wasps? Yeah, we gave that shit a hard pass. No more of them. If it is too bright in here for your liking, you will find the switch for the Sahara dust cloud right over there. It is a bit fucked, though. You can only ever make it darker. Don't you worry if you're getting a bit chilly. You can either put on one of those mega rompers or just wait for a bit because we still haven't changed. We still haven't addressed climate change, so it is only getting hotter. Anyways, it is great to have you here in the present. Make yourself at home sipping some milk. The Brooks. Oh, Brooks, I should have known it was you. That opener really still tickles me. I almost couldn't listen to half of that message because I was just enjoying that. If you're looking for the pandemic, you'll find it pretty much everywhere you look. Oh, man. Ain't that the truth, huh? I don't want to end on that one, actually. I love the Brooks, but that was a bit of a dumber. So I'm going to forward you an email to read. Ah, to my email. Yep. Let me send that right away. I'll, I'll open my email. It hath been sent. It's from... I don't know if they want their name read. But I'll also address the fact that the Brooks accompanied his message with a 10 US dollar donation. So thank you very much. Rock on, Tim. Rock on, guy. Fuck Blaze Pizza. Drink milk. <laughs> this guy loves drinking milk. <laughs> he fucking cannot get enough of this stuff. you got to follow him on Twitter. A new milk pick every day. You didn't change your name and send me a contract for a venue, did you? Mm, I don't think so. What did I change my name to? First name only. Nisha. Nah, that's not me. That's Nisha. Oh, there you are. Timbat. July 3, 2020. Hello, my sweet boys. Who my, my boys. Hallelujah. I really want to ride to you. Um, I'm listening to Friends on 100 as I write this and loved your idea of a dream guest ensemble consisting of Reverend Chris Noth, Squirrel, Candace Bergen, and Nick Swartzen. Are you guys aware that several of these fine celebrities are on the app Cameo? Just for future reference, Nick Swartzen will run you a cool 99 huck. And Chris Noth charges a whopping 250 dineros. Sadly, Squirrel isn't on Cameo yet. Maybe <laughs> tweeting at him could help. And Candice Bergen, don't play that game. It's also worth noting that you can get Runkle Crunkle himself for only 100 smackaroos. All this to say, I know it's not the same as a real interview, but I bet us friends on chums could pony up enough dough to get some pretty funny videos made. Just a thought, say my name, you scurvy dogs. Michelle Dobosh. Pronounce Dobosh as in here's some dough to get Chris Noth to crack open that book of big ideas. Bosh. <laughs> man, oh man. What do you think about Cameo, guy? Uh, <laughs> I think... One of the funniest things I heard, I'm sure we talk about on the podcast before, was done through Cameo, where someone in Australia got Flavor Flav <laughs> to record a Cameo for, uh, this is not funny, a trigger warning here, but um, a very a disgraced uh, former bishop in Australia, George Pell, who is uh, a known, true villain. A true villain, a known uh, sex criminal. But someone out of context got Flavor Flav to <laughs> record a retirement <laughs> cameo. 
<laughs> and then Flavor Flav found out and blew up at the person who'd hired him. Did he? I didn't see that, but I only saw the um, I saw the cameo video. What? What did he? Oh. It's it's not worth getting into. But see, it's it, so fraud, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if if there was a demand. I, I, to be fair, I saw your tweet about it, which was you're glad you didn't join. And if people want things from you to email you and you, they'll get a very frantic apology video three months after the fact, which is kind of how I feel too. Yeah. Um, it just seems, it just, I don't know. Maybe it's because of how we do the podcast and the friend zone and everything, but it, I feel yucky about commoditizing human connection, you know, even though it's not real human connection because it's like a person who, has never met you just recording a message into their phone but it's still like i don't i don't i, I don't know it feels weird to me it feels if i'm honest a little tacky yeah i don't know like yes and oh, you can get mario cantone who was um from sex in the city he was he got married not stanford anthony yeah Hundred bucks. I never go on this website. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not on it. I'm not planning to get on it. But you know, other people get your bag, man. Get on it. Yeah, power to you. Pump out some videos. Like, not everyone is as low-fi and accessible as Tim and Guy. So that if is true. some people can, you know, use it as a service to provide fans with, you know, connection. Yeah. That's true great. That. And power also. To you. All power to whoever came up with the idea. I bet you they're fucking rolling in it. It seems like something that wouldn't have worked, and yet it did. So congratulations on that, person, inventor. Okay, time for us to end. Friend zone number 104. We'll see so, you next time. Quick shout out for the patreon.com slash T-W-I-O-A-T if you want to check out Killionaire and some other bonus content. And... Um, also, keep your ears peeled for an exciting new season coming up of Underlooked and sorry, Overlooked and Undercooked, a critical analysis of Rob Schneider's body of work. Yeah. Uh, he's released a new special. It's called Asian Mama Mexican Kids. And the basic premise is so his mama, Tim, is Asian, but his kids, Tim, they're Mexican. So you can imagine the fun that he has inside of this special and the fun that we in turn have watching, enjoying, and discussing it. There's also a Discord. I can, every now and then I stop by the Discord. Yeah, I've got to go sort that out. Um, but there's a link to that in the uh, show notes. And there's a Patreon-only one, which I'll figure out how to like utilize best. Guy and I will do um, regular drop-ins there. So you can That's it. sick. It's like Cameo. We're just doing Cameo. It's just a different version of Cameo. You can get Gilbert Gottfried on Cameo. That's one to get. Bye, everyone. Well, it's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. It's the Friend Zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.